What do you say, my disciples? How are we today? I have one request of you before we start this episode of The Chatter. Do two things for us. One, why don't you connect with The Chatter Podcast on Instagram? That's the account name right there, The Chatter Podcast. Let's see who our listeners are. Come on, toss us a little follow there. And then while you're at it, subscribe if you haven't on our Apple Podcast app. Toss us five stars and give us a zany, wacky comment. On today's episode, we're talking about a whole bunch of bullshit. We had the NBA draft originally planned out, and then we said, come on, our viewers don't care what our opinions are on Darius Garland. So we're bringing things back. We're throwing it out. We're taking some viewer questions and just about everything in between that has nothing to do with Cincinnati or sports. Which is why we went from Queen City Chatter to The Chatter. It's now my honor to introduce Houdini. And Houdini, let's bring something back and throw it out. Let's start with you. All right. So bring it back. And I don't even know. I think this might be a local thing. So the Salt Lake guys, the guys in Chile might not necessarily um, correlate to you. But bring it back. Stephen Berry's. Remember Stephen Berry's? Fantastic. Letterman jackets. Oh, goodness. You could could literally get any. Yeah. Any any shirt with a college on it was like eight dollars. And and of course, you're right. The Starberries are really the main component of this. Bring it back because so there was ten dollar shoes for the youngsters that don't even remember this ten dollar basketball shoes like Stefan Marbury was doing it to, you know, compete or not compete just have a better option for kids that didn't want to spend 140 dollars on jordans that they're going to grow out of in six months and and it was hilarious because like you remember like starberry did his like promo where he's wearing the starberries in an actual like scrimmage and he's playing and like after it he's like these feel great. He's like, it feels like I'm wearing a pair of Nikes or Jordans. And then they cut it, and he says, "Ow, my feet! Someone get me a bucket of ice!" Like, like even in the footage, you could see that he was kind of limping, and like you could see some blood coming through the his shoe. He literally like had to be like there was a wheelchair in the back. He had to be wheeled off the court because the Starberries were literally the biggest pieces of shit shoes that you'll ever see. And my mom was addicted to buying them for me. I had to sit her down. I had nine pairs of Starberries, nine. And I had to sit her down and be like, mom, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just don't fuck with these Starberries. I know they're 950, but I, I can't do it anymore. It's just not me. Did you ever get a pair? I got one pair of the all white ones, but I think at one point I, you know, I got them in like sixth grade and everyone in sixth grades in that pink phase where they think pink shirts are awesome. So I think I, I uh, colored mine in all pink and, and you know, the next year realized as a seventh grader, wow, that's such a sixth grade move and tossed them in the trash. But I did love Stephen Berry's. The Letterman jackets, I think I had about seven different ones. But my favorite thing were the shirts they had because it was like the Hot Topic before I discovered Hot Topic where they'd have all the shirts, you know, the I'm with Stupid and the, uh, the, the Titleist hats that would actually say like titties on them and things that you kind of look at and laugh and take a picture but you never buy. I remember in sixth grade, I bought a shirt that said green shirts are for pimps. And my mom saw it and absolutely was livid. Made me take it back. You know what a pimp is? Oh, it was bad stuff. Oh, boy. Wow. I Throw it out. Um, I know you're pretty passionate about it. Planet Fitness. Oh, do not get me started. I know you have some choice words on Planet Fitness. From what I hear, honestly, this is a force throw it out. 
I'm not, I want to hear your opinion on it. I might not be against Planet Fitness, but you can change my mind. All right. Well, first of all, where do we begin to start with Planet Fitness? Uh, let's start with the fact that you can't bring a water jug in there or they will legit toss you from the gym. They will confiscate your water jugs. You bring a, a one-gallon water jug in there because you want to stay hydrated? Absolutely not. Nope. You, fi- you refill that water bottle 60 times. I don't know why, but for some reason, we've created this fake term called a lunk, and lunks use one-gallon water jugs. So absolutely not. Absolutely not. The lunk, the fact that there's a lunk alarm is awesome. Okay? Counterpoint. Awesome. Like, the fact that it's a judgment-free zone. And they judge and, the lunks. Yeah, except for the lunks. Like, it basically just has posters posted up. Like, if you if you wear a string, uh, like, uh, whatever they're called, tank top, like a string tank top that guys that do back just love just wearing a string tank top to see the back muscles. Wow. Um, if you wear that and then wear or and bring a water jug, that's when they judge the shit out of you and tell you you're a loser and a worthless person and to get out of their gym. But other than that, it's a judgment-free zone. Well, it's a sign that literally says it has an example of a lunk, and it says Ricky comes in and slams his weights. He's wearing a string tank top, and he's drinking out of a one-gallon water jug. That is a lunk. You know that some dickhead named Ricky came in there at some point. And it's like, holy shit, they're on to me. No, he's probably just staring at that picture and then looking at himself like, holy shit. I got to join Lifetime. <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite things is a lunk's not even a real term. So they can judge every single person except for someone that they perceive as a lunk. So you know that their owner at some point in time was picked on by a person like a lunk. So he's like, I'm going to create this gym that's for everyone except for one little tiny sliver of the population that I'm going to perceive does all three of these things. Like runners that are the skinniest human beings on planet Earth drink out of those water jugs. Not necessarily bodybuilders. They're bringing in bags of bread. Yeah, I mean, when I go to, when I play uh, basketball in the men's league, you know, dropped, you know, 40 points, not even a big deal, I don't even want to talk about it, but um, I bring literally like a gallon of water. And I, so I, I guess I'm a, I don't know. Am I a lunk? I'd be complimented if I was a lunk. I'm not big enough for it, but tell you what, I, I do the water jug thing quite often. So I'm like a, I'm a half a, you know, I'm the one third of a lunk. I just love this audience that they cater to. It's like, uh, you know, if you kind of care about your body, but you really don't want to get anything done, come on over to Planet Fitness, walk right in, grab yourself some Tootsie Rolls, grape or chocolate. Shovel about 20 in your pocket and go do a set of preacher curls before Bagel Monday starts. Yes, we will have poppy seed bagels with cream cheese this morning. And if you can't make today, how about Wednesday? We have sausage pizza from Little Caesars for our Pizza Wednesday. I mean, what? who are they trying to cater to there? I could see some guy at home, hasn't worked out in about a month, and Jenny says, hey, Donald, uh, you're you're getting a little thick down there. Looks like you're smuggling some coconuts underneath that New Balance shirt. I, I need you to go to Planet Fitness, and I need you to get 25 minutes of the Stairmaster in. He's disgruntled. He walks in there, and he's like, holy shit. He sees an entire box of pizza, goes over, eats five slices, comes home, and his wife sees the sauce on his lip and says, Donald, it was Pizza Wednesday, wasn't it? I mean, what? Pizza? You know, have a Bowflex raffle. Bring in some Panera Green Goddess salads. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you could say that that's entrapment, really. 
you know, it's like um, it's like when a, a cop goes down to like a bad part of town and leaves a Ferrari with the keys in it and the door open. And that, that was literally a TV show for a while. And then guys obviously would jump into it and take it. And then they would just bust him for a grand theft auto. You're basically targeting planet fitness targets, people who are, you know, not huge fitness people, your average Joe, and then they get them into their building and feed them pizza all day. So they can never actually, put the weight off and they have to keep coming back and spending their 1099 every month for the rest of their lives. You're right. It is a, it's a little bit of a oxymoron or a, I don't know what to call it, but it's, it's entrapment. That's what it is. They got Tootsie Rolls, grape and regular at the main desk of every single planet fitness. And I end up eating more Tootsie Rolls than doing reps of my bicep curls. When I go there for arms day, I mean, you pocket a big thing full of those, and next thing you know, you're you're sitting down on the uh, you're sitting down on the preacher curl machine. The only thing you're preaching up to your mouth is the is the grape tootsie rolls. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Tootsie rolls at a gym? That, that's two things that don't go together. And then the biggest thing that really irks me about Planet Fitness is that the only way to cancel your membership is to either do it in person, which people move, you know, and there's not Planet Fitnesses everywhere. And then the other way is to write a frickin' handwritten letter. I mean, come on. A handwritten letter. What is this, a hostage situation? Next thing you know, you're going to have to send a frickin' raven to cancel your membership. Goodness. I mean, to to be completely honest, if I had to write a handwritten letter, like to do something, like literally anything. If it said, like, in order for you to leave your apartment for the... It, for the entirety of your life, you have to send in this handwritten letter to some office. I wouldn't do it. I I can't write handwritten letters and mail them. It's one of the hardest things to do. And Planet Fitness, they I first off I have a sheet, and now I'm crossing them off of the list too as possible sponsors. So Chuck, you're really hurting us. There there goes Planet Fitness as one of our sponsors. So we're really getting down to the nitty gritty on who's actually going to start doing our ads. So I'd, I'd watch your mouth going forward. I want to know the people out there, when you talk about letters, the people that mail in their rent checks. You know, you have the option to create an online account or to call in, and then there are some jackasses out there that are buying stamps and mailing in their rent. Those are only people who are 60-plus. There's no one under the age of 60. You could probably even bump that up to 70, is really mailing shit. Yeah, as you know, grandmas love mail. They think... The post office is one of the greatest inventions of all time. And it's uh, out there. I can't even believe it's still a thing. Like, I'm pretty sure the post office lost like $2 billion last year. Like, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know because no one fucking mails stuff. Yeah, a, a trip to the post office, it's such a simple task. But it's, it's, it's one of those things, if you make it to the post office and you have like a week to get it done, and you get it done a couple days in advance, you, you feel like you've accomplished something. Like, I just dropped off a package. What'd you do today? I worked out and dropped off a package. It's like, I did something with my life. You did, you're right. The, the Dropping something off is very, feels accomplished, you know? You feel like you did something right, even though all you literally did was get a stamp for an envelope and send it to the post office. All right, we finally got some viewer questions 
I keep saying viewer. It's listener questions. No one's watching us right now, but being a TV guy, I'm, I'm used to saying viewer. We do have some listener questions. If you want to be featured, all you got to do is go to at the chatter podcast and toss us a message. We will uh, let you be anonymous if you ask so, but no one today wanted to be anonymous. First question. Mikey Constantini writes in, did you and Houdini really have a hot tub in your apartment? And I'll, I'll let you take the floor on this one. So, yeah, so he's referencing our college apartment. Um, and, yes, the answer is yes. We had a hot tub inside. Literally inside, it was, what, seven seven rooms, seven roommates? Seven roommates, seven bathrooms, and a seven-person <laughs> hot tub with seven seats. I mean, you were the one. First off, to kind of paint the picture, there was a – so there was like a, a family room. Like you walk in and the hot tub is right there. Like right when you walk into the left, there's a hot tub in the corner. And then it turns, I mean, not even a foot of tile is just carpet. And then your family room and your TV. And then to the right is the kitchen. So it, it really looked like some shit out of a movie. And we were the only apartment to have a hot tub inside on the entire campus. Obviously, I, I didn't think that was a. Uh, you know, there's too many of those out there in the world. It might be the only one in the world. I'm not sure, but we'll have our, we'll have Tef, our stat guy, check into that, see if that is accurate. But and it, and you can imagine, it wasn't a great idea. There was many, many things that could go wrong, and they all did. Um, yeah, I don't know if you were there. We actually, fish, our good buddy fish, actually flooded the entire apartment. Yeah, so I come home from work, and we had a sublease guy that we didn't even know that was living with us in the summer, and he calls me like, and this guy, we we don't even know each other, but he has my number, and he calls me like, hey, dude, there's a foot of water in the family room, and I'm sitting there lifeguarding, trying to save you know children's lives in the Athens community pool, and I have to rush home, leave the chair unguarded. Kids may have died that day. I don't know, but I, I, went, I went home, and he's sitting there with a bucket just picking shit up off the ground so what happened was is our roommates the two idiots that lived there wanted to fill the hot tub up because we drained it because it would just turn into a cesspool and they just put the hose in there and then went up to the the pool that's like up the block or whatever and then just got shit canned and fell asleep out in the chairs so they just left the thing running for like eight hours so it was essentially a like a, a pool was inside the apartment so and obviously the TV, the carpet is right there. It, it was a disaster. I'm sure you have some horror stories too. It, it's never a good idea. And if you would line up our seven roommates and point to me as the most responsible one, then you have a serious problem. I was the one that would go to the hot tub store and I'd have to get the pH level strips. And I, I probably spent $400 worth of, you know, my hard-earned cash on shock and chlorine. And I'd put it in there and I'd be checking the pH levels and shit. I made so many trips to that hot tub store, and I was so invested in that damn hot tub that I don't think I went to one single philosophy class. So I could fix your hot tub, but fallacy knowledge, it's not there whatsoever. But um, you, you were really the the hot tub guy. Like you, you were all about the hot tub, always trying to get in, always filling it up. Uh, like you said, you were the the. The hot tub store was literally staying afloat solely on your business. Every time you walked in, hey, Chuck, how are you doing? How can we help you out? You'd go in there, spend like 600 bucks on shit that 
would lit. I mean, we'd try to clean it and then by like the second day, there would be like, if we had any people over, there would be like some jackass, like four dudes jumping in with their shoes on and pants on, like just completely dirty in the place. It was. It was really filthy, really. Well, some of our buddies are from different countries, and we have a few from Chile, a few from Colombia, one from Amsterdam. And I remember coming back to our place one time after a long night out at the bars, and we walked in, and they had poured so much chlorine, and it was just all the foreigners. They were all in our hot tub singing chants and having a great time. And there was bubbles up to the ceiling. My buddy Andy from Chile had a had a Santa Claus beard of of bubbles on his face you know drinking a pbr dumping it on his head this is in our living room of course we didn't get our security deposit back no we well we actually got seven dollars each back which was even way worse than getting none they literally sent out of the we we had a 4900 deposit total and we got 49 dollars back seven dollars each and the guy had the audacity to literally mail us a seven dollar check it was um it, it was incredible, and honestly, the the worst part about it is, you know, you know how every dad always, like, tells their, their kid how poor they were growing up and how, you know, they had to go walk uphill both ways to school, and and that's really every dad's dream is just to tell their kid how poor they were, but I don't know how, I, I can never let my kid know there was a hot tub fucking inside my living room. How am I going to explain that? Yeah, there was one night, you know, one of our reoccurring guests here on the chatter, Mark Doner, who has turned himself into some YouTube and Instagram celebrity, but back in the day, he was just an average Joe on Ohio University's campus filming things for these festivals, and one night he says, oh, you guys got a hot tub. All right, get some ladies. I'll go over to your place, and we'll have ourselves a great time filming. So what it ends up what ends up happening is me and my buddy Tyler and, and you end up walking in from the bar, and we, we forgot that he had even set up. And it looks like he's filming a porno in there. He's got these professional lights, everything, like these sound mics hanging up over the hot tub. He's like, where are all the girls? So it ended up just us jumping off chairs into the hot tub for like five minutes. He never put that footage on any sort of the fest videos. Uh, I mean, he really should have put it up more as a comedy play than anything because I did. I walked in and I mean, it was like 3 a.m. or something like it was like late. And I walk in and there's literally like industrial lights hanging up. In those like those big white like tents that keep the light into a certain area, all set up. Like I literally thought it was the casting couch turned into the casting hot tub, and there was a porno being filmed. And honestly, at the time, I didn't. I I kind of just accepted it as the norm. I was like, all right, well, somebody's filming a somebody's filming a porno, and it's whatever. I gotta I gotta hit the sheets. But um, yeah, no, it was it was bad. I mean, terrible idea. Like that guy's an idiot. Our, our landlord is a complete jackass for doing that. Well, the fact that he gave us $49 on our security deposit is insane because we had a dog living in our apartment all year. We had an indoor petting zoo, and in the lease it says you can't have a dog or we're going to evict your security deposit. And the next thing you know, he sends us the $49, and in the document of everything that was screwed up about our apartment was a picture of me holding the dog. Well, that probably wasn't the smartest move on, on your part. I remember telling you this is the dumbest thing I ever get in a dog. You can't. I mean, you're not potty trained yourself. You're going to get a dog. Of course, he just shit and pissed as he pleased, which she, she, excuse me, that's disrespectful, as she pleased, which isn't on her. I mean, you had an indoor petting zoo in your room. Um, but yeah, and, and the fact that <laughs> the fact that you let the landlord's like assistant maintenance guy who was, let me be straight, was 
didn't know how to fix anything. He was just a guy that just came in there and just looked at shit and would be like, all right, I'll come back. Never did. But how about the time he came in? How about the time he came in with the leaking roof? Our our roof was leaking and it looked like a big bowl, uh, almost a, a bowl bowl falling down from our ceiling. And he walks in. And he goes, "It looks like a nipple." <laughs> yeah, he's like, look, "Look at this." And then he, and then he just pot like so. It was a massive like dome almost like slipping down, just a bowl. And then he just takes a. He goes, "Hey, grab me that trash can." And we we bring the trash can under it. And then he takes a stick. And he just pokes the hole and it just starts squirting out everywhere onto the ground. And then he's like, he's just looking at it. He's like, all right. He's like, that, that should leak out. He's like, has anybody got like a poster we can put over it or something? I'm like, what? Who is this guy? Who? You're the maintenance guy. Who, you fix it. Yeah. Like what? You just come over here, poke it with a fucking stick and then just stick it like a Pam Anderson poster over it. I mean, that. It, I respect that guy. Talk about mailing it the fuck in. That guy didn't do anything. I mean, he was almost like an undercover cop. Like, he he knew you weren't allowed to have the dog. He'd just post outside the apartment, snap photos of you and your dog shitting in the alley. Um, I mean, he did his job, I guess. He ended up getting a, po- a picture that you took willingly with holding your dog and you're smiling. You're, you're like, oh, he just wants a picture for some odd reason. You pick your dog up and you're cheesing from ear to ear. And then they send that with our deposit. So that was that was an interesting time. Yeah, well, at that point, it was a lost cause because, as Huddy alluded to, going back to the first day of summer, we had two idiots flood our entire apartment. So I don't think that security deposit stood in a chance all year. No, it it probably didn't. The day the lease was signed, we should have just told him it's not a secure security deposit. It's just money that you can have to repair the place. <laughs> so true, though. Oh, goodness. All right, next one's from Flick Stevenson. Gary, Indiana. Oh, Flick, I'm sorry about your luck. Gary sucks. What is a sin you're sorry for? Obviously saying that your hometown sucks, but continue to do. So what is a sin you're sorry for, but continue to do? Mine is, um, one is my dad taught me from a young age, if you're buying Chipotle, if you're buying Chick-fil-A, whatever, and the soda machine is out of their reach, you steal the soda. So I've been doing that my entire life, and I don't know if I should be saying this over the airwaves. I don't do it anymore. So, um, yeah, I've been essentially sip stealing since day one, ordering a water, going back there and getting a Coke. Uh, I would love to know just if they have any type of data on how much money they've lost from not only stolen, hey, yeah, I'll take a water cup and then just fill it up with lemonade every time, which everyone does. And then also, especially in college, people would just take, I mean, literally 4,000 napkins and 400 utensils i mean they take the, all the forks spoons knives that they had how about the people that took the tabasco bottles see those were those are like the hard criminals those are the the guys that are probably you know serving felony time now the the normal kids were just taking the utensils and the the napkins but there were those those kids who are probably in prison now that would just take full tabascos like everybody like every college house just had like three or four full tabascos clearly from chipotle made me sick so i can remember taking a soda one time and it was you know you don't learn these traits by yourself someone has to teach you them and my father always said look son we're paying nine dollars for this burrito the least they can do is offer us a complimentary lemonade which i think is absolutely hilarious so anyways yeah i'm at cc's pizza one time 
and I, I've been doing this my whole life. I'm probably in sixth grade. I've probably taken 400 of these things. And I walk back there, being slick as always, and fill it up with a Sprite. And the guy says, excuse me, you know how much that costs us? That costs us a fortune. He chewed us out of there. He didn't even let us finish our food. He said, get the hell out of here. I'm calling the cops. We're in sixth grade. Hard ass. <laughs> I mean... I remember one time I was at Subway and it was me and Ken and Ken got a water cup and they're like the little, when they give you a water cup at Subway, they know what they're doing. They give you like a Dixie cup. Um, so yeah, I mean, you really can't get much anyway. And he just filled it up with like Coke and this dude just wide guy waddles out from the back and he just looks him dead in the eye and he goes, dump it out. And then Kenny's like, Whoa. What, what, what? He's like, dump it out. So then Kenny's just defeated ass, goes over to the the fucking fountain, dumps his Coke back in there, fills it up with water. It was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. And I kind of respect that guy because you don't want to hire people like me or you who just would be like, I could literally, you can just take, you can get back here, make your own fucking sub, double the meat. You can have like 14 foot longs. I don't give a shit. I'm getting paid eight dollars an hour, but this guy had a passion for the job of a subway man that I've never seen. So you kind of almost got to sit back and respect it, even though this guy was clearly a, a total jackass. But it was uh, it was a sight to see. I'd never seen anybody actually force you to dump out the three cents that the soda cost. A Dixie cup, better better power move right there would have been if Ken would have just slugged it right in front of his face. Oh yeah, guy, you want this coke? Come get it just dripping down his mouth and he just looks at him like, what are you going to do about it, buddy? So stealing sodas is a sin that you're sorry for, but continue to do. Although I don't do it anymore. I, I probably stopped doing that in college. I will say, um, I, I'll pay the extra one fifty. And quite frankly, I don't steal the sodas anymore. Cause I don't really drink soda. I'm a water guy or bang energy. One of the two. So, um, I get the water cups and I actually fill them up with water now. But at one point in my life, that was a sin that I consistently did. How about you? You got a sin you're sorry for? Um, I I don't know. I would say the only thing I could even think of when you told me about this question was, I don't know why, eating meat on Fridays during Lent. Oh, come like, on. We're re- bringing this up again, you pussy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even religious. But when I when I... When I take a bite of that Angus 100% beef burger, a little part of me is saying, what are you doing? What are you doing, honey? What, what are you, who are you to be eating meat on a day like today? And I, every time, every time I do it, it's just a little bit inside of me says, you're going to hell. So I, I don't know. It's a mental thing for me, but that is the one thing that came to mind that I, I think I, I am a little bit sorry about it, you know? To be honest, if we're getting honest here, you know, man to man, man the podcast, podcast the audience, that that's the truth. I'm a delicate soul. We have like two podcasts dedicated to the the lint and uh, the fish on the Friday and whether it's acceptable or not. So you can go back in the archives and listen to those two episodes, Sad Life of a Bald Man, The Bracket Show. We have extensive talk on it. So Houdini, sorry about that one. Next question, it comes from Boris Bravazo from Granada, Spain. He says, all right, guys, I know you guys are big gamblers. I plead the fifth. I uh, I quit that a long time ago. But anyways, name the different types of gamblers and which one you are. Um, I'll open up the floor with, first of all, the West Coast get-out-of-a-hole guy. We all know the guy that 
12 a.m. rolls around. There's no games on except for Hawaii versus Cal State Fullerton, and you just pick. You have no idea. You're just like, the over-under is 120. I'm going over. Yeah, I do that all the time. I recently put like 200 literally $200 on a, I don't know, St. Mary's versus somebody, I believe. I can't remember who the hell it was. Then that's how much I knew about the team. And I, and I took the second half spread because I was really, you know, hurting at this point. Took the second half spread and it was like, they were already down 20 and it was like plus nine and a half. So they just had, couldn't lose by 40. And they ended up losing by about 45. I watched the whole game, streamed it on Reddit. It was um, clearly intoxicated. It was one of the sadder moments of my adult life, but I've definitely been uh, the West Coast guy. We got one of my buddies, Ty. He's the favorites parlay guy. Everyone knows the guy that just picks like nine college basketball favorites and throws like 100 on it to win two grand. You think it's foolproof. And then Michigan loses to Penn State and you're toast. I mean, those are always the funniest. They're like literally try to convince you that it's a lock and they have seven games on it. They'll be like, dude, I I don't know. Like, I don't know if you didn't see this, but I took the Packers, the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Bears, the Bengals, the Steelers. And you're like, okay, well, they're like, dude, they're all favorites. They're playing at home. I'm like, first off, the Bengals and Steelers are playing each other. So that's going to, you're hurting the parlay, I think, right off the bat. But these guys dead ass like convince themselves that it's a lock. And then when they, they, you always get like four games and then they think it's a lock and then clearly the, the fourth game ends up losing. But it's, uh, that's a common one for sure. I've come to figure out that usually parlays are sunk by the first or second game. You usually don't make it too late because then, you know, you can go Sonic the Hedgehog and start hedging, and that's when they get fun, but you usually don't make it that far. We got the Hail Mary underdog parlay guy. We all know the guy that takes plus 350, plus 275, plus 290 and bundles them together. Yeah, put four bucks on it to make, you know, 4.2 million. It's not a bad strategy. We got the I'm done after this game guy. Hmm, sounds like somebody I know wonder who that is and we got the short-term memory gambler guy you gotta have a short-term memory in the game of gambling that's something you need to have if you want to stick it out it's a it's a mental toughness you got to be like the uh the quarterback that you know the uh nathan peterman you know throws four interceptions in the first half of his first game short-term memory comes right back out throws six more in the second half it's guys like that that you got to respect in the game of gambling as well Nathan Peterman would be a fantastic gambler. You got any to throw in? No, I, I think he covered it there. It, it sounds like you literally just sat there and looked at yourself in the mirror and wrote all those down. All right, so that's all the viewer questions we have today. Houdini, let's talk some life. Um, season one of the podcast, we were discussing your grocery habits, and you would go to the grocery store, and you would always end up at the Dino Nuggets section. You went there with a list. You went to get eggs, some peppers, some mushrooms so you could saute something. And next thing you know, you'd end up at the Dino Nuggets section. How, how are you doing on that? Um, I mean, I have been – my thing that I've been doing lately is getting, like, some pretty healthy food and getting, like, you know, your ground turkeys of the world, you know, some uh, chicken breasts, things like that. And comes around to, like – and you got to use this stuff within, like, a week or it goes bad. And I've just been – throwing just tons i mean just pounds of ground turkey straight in the trash i'll just never cook it It, i don't know why but i've literally done it like three weeks in a row i'm about to do it again because i'm gonna leave tomorrow take a flight this ground turkey is gonna be bad no doubt in my mind so i've been 
going through this thing. And then the best is like the salad guy. I think everybody does this. You get the big tub of salad. Dude, <laughs> I have it right now. I have salad about to go bad tomorrow, and I'm trying to force myself to eat some lettuce. I don't understand it. Does everyone do this? Just buy the big tub? And there's always like the 396 tub and then the 599. I feel the need to buy the 599. I'm like, what if I want salad this week? I mean, never it, eat it. But <laughs> it's it, dude, it's a genius marketing scheme by these these fucking big named spinach companies and salad companies because they're like, we'll just make it the biggest tub of fucking salad. They'll literally have two bites of it and have to throw it all away. Because you know, I wouldn't buy it if it wasn't there because it's so unnecessary. But when you see it and when you're in the grocery, you're like, I'm going to be a salad guy all week. I'm going to have 17 salads this week. And you literally have one. You always have one and that's it. You're done. You get one salad though. You kind of get your money's worth out of it because you're paying three bucks and you go to uh, Whole Foods nowadays. I mean, hell, you're spending your kids' college tuitions on your salad bar make a salad. God, it's a good salad bar though. I mean- salads salads are nice like the that's why i'm kind of big salad guys big salad guys this podcast gotta get your greens in i've been saying that for years to all the young kids that are listening if you want to grow up to be you know six foot 170 pounds fully bald at 26 eat your greens okay eat your greens but i've been doing where you get the like the pre like the kit salads so you don't have to like Get all the bullshit to make a good salad. It's already in the bag for you. It's like four bucks, but you can get like two salads in it. I always just get one and throw it out, obviously. But those are kind of a, an alternative to the the massive bins of salad. Yeah, so you say yours is ground turkey. I got some salad as well. Just so many things. Eggs. I'll buy eggs. I'll use one, and that's it. I'll buy milk. I'll, I'll drink one glass. of. I mean, I waste so much stuff. I feel terrible about it. I know, and that's why I think everybody just needs to come to the conclusion that dino nuggets... They're always eaten. ...are honestly just the way to go. Yeah, you could... I mean, at the end of the day, they can be in your freezer for, you know, a couple years. You're good. So, I I don't know. I'm trying to change my ways, but uh, I keep gravitating back to that dino nuggets section. Dino nuggets are good, and the most important lesson we've learned from this chatter is... They will be eaten. I'm about to go in my pantry right now and toss away, you know, bagels, tortillas, and English muffins that I all, I don't think I've opened any of them. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make some tacos one night. A week goes by. You don't make tacos. You got to toss those tortillas. I'm never in the mood for a bagel. Hell, I'm an intermittent fasting guy all of a sudden, and I don't, you know, eat before 4 p.m. So when do I want a bagel? Why do I buy them? I just don't understand why I go to the grocery store and do make some of the decisions I make. It's bad. So you're telling me, you're telling me you're doing intermittent fasting now? Yeah, and I'm looking good, man. I already shedded five pounds. Jeez. Oh, my God. I can't even see you right now, but I'm telling you what, I'm getting a little hot and bothered. So uh, let me get this straight. So you don't eat before 4 p.m. at all? No. So what I do is 11 p.m. is the last meal I typically eat in a given night. Maybe guzzle down a little protein shake at 11 o'clock. And then the next day, my food suppressors, water, coffee, and bang energy if I'm feeling, or like a bubbly or a, a seltzer water, something that has zero cal. And I'll do that until about 4 p.m. And then I'll splurge, try to get in 1,500 to 2,000 calories, and bam. Talking to a nutritionist, he said that's the way to go. You know, everyone thinks that keto is the way to go nowadays. You eat some pepperoni and cheese, you'll lose weight now. The intermittent fasting diet, fantastic. Makes you feel great. 
burning fat left and right. God, I've been planking this entire episode. You wondering why I'm talking a little funny. All right, Houdini and I appreciate you giving us your time and listening to this podcast. So you've already done us one favor. We ask you of one more. Please go to the podcast page, Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please subscribe. If you haven't, toss five stars. Tell your friends. We're at 95 five stars. 95 five stars. Adam Schefter has like 102 five stars. This podcast is seven five stars away from freaking Adam Schefter. Let's beat Shefty. Come on. Toss us a five star. Write us a review. Let's take this thing to the moon. Have a great day.